Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, where I help you fix your Catholic marriage. I've coached and helped hundreds of men in their marriages, and now I want to help you. Call 313 Radical now. That's area code 313 Radical. And ask me anything on tough marital issues, such as what to do when she's asked for divorce. What to do when you have a mutual agreement of separation, but you didn't want it. What to do when your wife is cold and distant. What to do when your wife is having an affair. What to do when your marriage is bad, boring, lukewarm, and passionless. What to do when you engage in a mental embrace less than once a month. What to do when you sleep in separate bedrooms. What to do when she has left the home with or without the children. What to do when you're divorced but didn't want it. Call 313-RADICAL. That's area code 313-723-4225. That's area code 313-723-4225. Again, call 313-RADICAL right now for answers to intimacy problems, communication problems, prayer and spiritual warfare problems, authentic masculinity problems, a.k.a. how to man up. So... Sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical coming at you now. Hello and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, the podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage while also giving winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. But moreover, well, my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court. And with Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, divorce combat coaching is the flavor of the day, while also helping men understand marriage and courting, not dating, in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. In this 142nd episode, Catholic Spiritual Warfare, the list of mortal sins every husband should know to defend his home, plus live calls from you answering your marriage and crisis questions. So get in that queue at 313 Radical or from your browser at 313, I mean, at uh, callingstudio.com slash Radical1 to get some resolution to your marriage confusion. And so with the quote of the day, as we always do, quote, spiritual combat is another element of life which needs to be taught anew and proposed once more to all Christians today. It is a secret and interior art, an invisible struggle in which we engage every day against the temptations the evil suggestions that the demons try to plant in our hearts, end quote. St. Pope John Paul II. Bam. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern, for some resolution to your marriage confusion. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, so 
We are back, so let's get started. Uh, we have a lot to cover today for this really good show. Um, the content is really good, but it is not. It is. It would be a better show if you called with a question. So today we are covering mortal sin and why, as a husband, you should know as many of them as you can. Um, and so, one thing that I love about the church is that we can discuss things that to do with the church, with, with, with God, with hell, with heaven, judgment, um, uh, all of these things. And we can disagree, but in the end, we are still Catholics. And we understand that it's about understanding uh, God and, and himself and trying to do God's will. And sometimes what we think is wrong. And sometimes what you might think is wrong. Sometimes what I might think is wrong. It doesn't matter. The good thing is that we try to find the answer. We try our best to conform. Um, the problem with the Catholic faith is one of me and my guys were talking about yesterday. The problem with the Catholic faith is, man, it's just so vast. It's 2000 years. And uh, today, a lot of the priests don't preach on a lot of things like mortal sin, marriage, um, um, those things, sins against chastity, the sixth and ninth commandment, hell, even the even murderer or the first commandment, the second, I mean, the Ten Commandments and what constitutes mortal sin and all of that stuff just never even really comes up in mass. And that's a shame. And so that's why there are a lot of um a lot of guys and well, a lot of disagreements in the church, um, uh, because there's no reinforcement of what is true and not true. Um, and so what happens is there are a lot of di disagreements and stuff because it's hard. Like if you're an Orthodox Catholic, it's very hard. Or let's say if you're Orthodox Christian, it's very hard to find what God really is asking. Um, and that is why you do have the church. The Catholic church has been around 2000 years. It has everything that you can think about to do with um, with Christian faith. And what, but what you have to do is these days it's buried. And you have to, to man up and really go out and search for it and find it so that you can do what? What we're talking about today, protect your home, defend it. Um, and so today we want to talk about basically it, which it is Catholic spiritual warfare. Like, why is it important that we as men know what the mortal sins are? Well, first of all, so that we can know and protect. We can advise our children. We can have discussions with our wife so we can try our best to conform. Why? Because you do not, as a husband, you cannot, um, you cannot afford to be separated from God. And that's what mortal sins do. And people try to rationalize it and try to like say, well, it's okay to put somewhere, something somewhere where you're not supposed to. It's okay to take this. It's okay to lie about this. It's okay to not go to church. We rationalize these things, but what these things do, if they are mortal, which means grave matter, then what happens is that separates us from God. And people think that God just God just hangs around when you separate yourself from him. And that's not what it is. If we separate ourselves, we separate ourselves from God, which means we commit a mortal sin. Let's say we murder somebody. Immediately upon that, we deserve death. Immediately. And but the mercy of God is what? Look. He's a creature. He has to learn. He, If he asks for forgiveness, boom, we're good. But if you don't ask for forgiveness, go to confession and things like that, you don't, like what, what a lot of people say is repent. I mean, how can you expect to God to know that you want to be with him, that you want to conform with him? And so this is why it's important as a man that you know the mortal sins so that you stay away from them. And so that you can, so that you are at your full power and authority as a man in your home to defend your home, to defend your marriage, to defend your wife and your children. Remember you as the man are the one that is, is tasked with protection and defense of your home. And if you don't even know what mortal sins are, how can you, how can you defend your home against Satan? How can you keep the evil out of your home? Your wife, she ain't got time for all of that. Sure, your wife's prayers are important and they're powerful, but that's but the, but her, your wife's job in the way God set it up is she's got to deal with the kids, so she can't pray a two and three hours a day and stuff. 
But men, we can. Why? Because we must. Without our prayers, our family falls. Okay? So this is why we're going over this stuff, not to really judge you or to have you even, you know, but to really to have you reflect on and, and understand that as a man, every day, every day I must consider my, my mortality, which is a virtue. Mortification, dying to yourself, dying to the will of God, that is a virtue. And so as a man, you want to be into that every day to understand, listen, I don't have time to be messing around. My time is short. And what am I going to do with the time I have? Am I going to love my wife? Am I going to love my children? I, do, do they know? Do they even know I love them? Am I going to love God and show him by worshiping him? Am I going to love my wife by showing her I love her through my actions and my children the same thing? You don't, we don't, listen, we do not have time like we think we have time. And so once you, you know, especially once you start getting past 25, 30 years old, man, you ain't got time to be a little boy no more. You really don't. That's you thinking about that. You got 70 more years to get together and it takes a long time to come to the fruition of what God is trying to get from you as a man. And the, every day that you delay that, the worse it's going to get that your life can get. And the more time, more time you're wasted. This is why women don't stay around with jerks long. Women ain't stupid. They will get rid of you because women come, women are a little very well. They're a lot more intuitive when it comes to the Catholic faith, when it comes to cat credit to, to the Christian faith and to God. And so they start to realize, look, I'm not, I don't have time to be messed around with some dude who, who don't really care about me. Who's not trying to hang with me. Who's not, not trying to lead our family anywhere. I don't really have time for that. And women will start to put pressure on you as a man to do your job. That's their, that's what a woman's job is <laughs> to guide you, to influence you, to get you to hear the Holy Spirit. That's what your wife's job is. And that's why they will leave you if you don't act right. If you don't, if you refuse to, if you refuse to grow and move them towards, move her and your family towards God. All right. So with that being said, real quick, we're going to talk about a couple of things before we get into the actual uh, mortal sins themselves that are very important for you to know. So what is a mortal sin? So a mortal sin is an offense against God that constitutes grave matter, extremely serious, mortally sinful death. So what kinds of offenses against God constitute grave matter? So in the Bible, St. Paul gives us a list of grave sins. He states that anyone who commits these sins shall not enter the kingdom of God, um, so now, the, so it's called, so now the, he says, now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murderers, drunkenness, revealings, and such the like of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in past that they are which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Galatians 5, 19. Look, I'm going over this real fast because I, I did, I did this whole thing, um, our last show. So if you really want to go get more into involved with, with this, with the first show, you know, the first part of this show, it's, uh, episode 141. Um, and I think it's, uh, it'll be up on my website in two days, but you can also go to my YouTube channel, which is uh Catholic alpha radical, um, live and that ep all of the live episodes are right there. Okay. Also, um, let's talk about what constitutes a mortal sin. So it's very important that it's, it's that you understand for mortal sin and what, what does a mortal sin do again? It separates us from God immediately, which means what God leaves. Your prayers don't mean nothing. You can pray all day you want, but if you're a murderer, God's not hearing that. If you're in mortal sin, God's not hearing that. The only time God will hear your prayer when you are in mortal sin, if it does what? In pr your prayer is for you to grow closer to him, to get your soul out of the state, the state that it's in, to give you the grace to get your soul out of the state it's in. So this is why you, you've got to understand that this is very serious stuff. This is not some rule. This is you are separated from God, which means your prayers mean nothing. Okay. So what, but what constitutes a mortal sin? So there's only three, there's three conditions that constitute a mortal sin. 
so the 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 uh the the believer the sin the believer um must understand he must understand that the sin is grave matter which we just kind of talked about above and we talked about more in depth on episode 141 so the sin is grave matter that's number 1 the sin is committed with full knowledge that it is a sin so the believer um or um uh, commits the sin knowing that it is a sin like stealing we know that that is a sin we know that okay and then the third condition is the the individual fully consents to the sin with his will so basically you have to know it's a sin it has to be grave matter and you have to consent to it with your will this is why you hear people who who kind of understand the faith a little bit better they 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 say that you you try to die to yourself to give you will, God's will and not your will. Okay, thy will be done. This is how you become a saint. This is how you become um you 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 are um you are valued enough by God to enter into the beatific vision with him which is heaven. Okay? So again, what constitutes a mortal sin is the sin is of grave matter, which is very grave and serious. The sin is committed with full knowledge that it is a sin, which means you know that it's a sin. And the third thing is you use your will. You agree to it. You embrace it like pornography. You know, pornography is a grace matter. It's um, and look, that's I'm not going to say why. But you should know that by now. Uh, the sin is committed with full knowledge. So we all know that it's a sin. OK, but when we sit there and we watch it and we embrace it, we take it all in and we enjoy it. We let it become part of our passions, then that is what that it constitutes a mortal sin. All right. So, real quick, before we go forward and take a break and get rocking. So, there's two types of sin, of course. There's mortal sin, and of course, there is venial sin. So, venial sin is the second uh type of sin. It does not separate us from God. It's important that you know that um um a venial sin does not separate us from God. Okay. He stays around. He's still, he's with us. He's down with us, you know? Um, and so that means that if you commit a venial sin, you do not, you are still in grace. You still get the grace. Okay. However, venial sins do weaken grace in our soul and damages our relationship with God. Continually committing venial sin eventually collapses us into mortal sin. It's just like anything else we do. A small lie becomes, then we keep lying and become medium lies. Then medium lies become grave lies. You know, remember the Ten Commandments, mortal sin, venial sin, all of these things are in order of importance. The Ten, this is why when Protestants took out uh, a couple of the sins of the Ten Commandments, they kind of screwed, they kind of screwed up things for themselves because sins are in order. They're not just randomly placed. I'm sorry, the Ten Commandments are in order and they're just not randomly placed along the numbers one through 10. Just like the, the first commandment is thou shalt love you know, God above everything. That's, that's the main thing you're supposed to be doing. Why is that so important? Well, because that way you die to yourself, you do the will of God and you don't place anything above him if you're trying to get to heaven. And he knows the more you conform to him, he is pure goodness. So the more you conform to him, the more virtuous and holy that you become. All right. So now uh, real quick, I've explained why it's important for men to know, understand mortal sin as a husband, why to defend your home um, and uh, things like that. Um, it also remember that a mortal sin will 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 dilute your effectiveness as a man to lead your home, to to keep the saint out, to have peace in your home. Because once you commit a mortal sin and you separate yourself from God, that means one thing, that you open the door and open the window to the demonic in your home and in your life. All right. That means you have chosen Satan instead of God. And this is what people don't understand. This is not a joke, man. It's really not. Um, if you, you know, if you don't really understand, if you think, well, I could just keep doing what I'm doing and things going to be all right. No, they won't be all right. Because if you notice, things never get better. They always get progressively worse. Why? Because the more we are separated from God and then the more we um, the more we continue because sin makes us stupid. Uh, 
Um, and so we just keep getting more numb and more numb and more numb to sin in our ways. We don't even realize the hell we in. After a while, we don't even realize the pain we're in. So God has to do what? To get us to listen because we're not listening to the Holy Spirit. So what does that mean? Okay, he's not listening or she's not listening. So what I got to do is send the pain, which means what? I withdraw my grace from your life and I allow Satan to control your life now. And the only way to get out of that is through conformity to God, prayer, suffering, and sacrifice. Bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right, all right, we are back. You are, man, I am kind of feeling clunky today. I'm hitting the wrong buttons and I'm doing stuff all uh, messed up. But you know what? That's Monday, right? I always get attacked on Monday. You always get attacked on Mondays, don't you? <laughs> so, all right, fellas, let's get into this, Christian soldiers. So what's happening is this. Um, we're trying to understand what's going on with this mortal sin thing. Okay, we're trying to keep Satan out of our life. Because we know when we get demonically influenced, there are three types of uh, three types of ways that demons influence us. The first type of way is possession, where the demon is allowed by God to possess our bodies. Um, the second, the second way that demons influence us is by obsession, where the demonic is allowed to physically assault us. Those first two things are rare. The more, the more uh, thing, the the one that is very prevalent in everybody. Um, even saints, um, is um, demonic uh, op op oppression, where the de demonic, the demon, is allowed to influence our relationships, our marriages, our income, our finances, um, our health. And this is why it's important, man, that you don't really understand what pain is, man. You know, my wife had, my first wife, man, she had, she had, <laughs> she had, um, uh, leukemia and dude that is a terrible terrible disease and a lot of Catholics believe and I, I'm not sure if the saints do or not but somebody can, can help me out on that um, but a lot of Catholics believe in the faith that you can you can spend your you can in, in, you can endure purgatory on um, on earth which means that your soul is getting purified on earth because you, if you have a serious uh, disease or you go through serious trauma and pain and then you rely on God to get you out of that, um, your soul becomes more pure. The will of God becomes prevalent in your life. And so after, you know, as you die, this is why you don't kill people. This is why we don't have euthanasia. God doesn't allow euthanasia because the reason why is you must allow that soul to die. You must allow that soul to to have time and to come to God if that soul has not done that. And when we prematurely kill and try to euthanize a soul before it has had time to make its peace with God, that soul comes and uh, it dies. And then it, it, it's, it, it's going the wrong place. It's going to hell and not to purgatory. And that's not cool, man. That's not cool. God is the one that's in charge of death. Let him do his job. If if God if someone has um say leukemia like my wife did and I go in there and pull the plug on them and, and she's still and and, she, and you know I don't mean pull the plug that her brain is and even there's the rules on that 
you know, if we pull the machines away and she dies naturally, okay, that's God. That's not the machine. You, you can't understand. That's, that's another show for another day. But the point of what I'm saying is we must allow that soul to die to come to God as long as it's, it can. Um, and God allows people to go through suffering for a reason. It's not, nothing is a coincidence in this world. And I think a lot of people have this misconception that, you know, if I get leukemia, that's bad luck. That's not bad luck. It's not bad luck. We don't get a, we, God gives us, gives us, puts up on our souls, anything that can get us to heaven, anything that can draw us to him. Why? Because he loves us more than we do. And if he has to put us through pain to get us to realize that we need him, then that's what he has to do. And, and, and we must, as husbands, understand that. As men, we have to understand that. That God loves us enough to have us go through this short time of pain so that our souls become pure and they become mortified to him. And then he will embrace us with him in heaven. Okay, so Christian soldier, we must understand the Ten Commandments and their effects on us and our family. The Ten Commandments are the natural law, and it's written up on our hearts. This is how we instinctively know that murder or stealing or rape is inherently wrong. God did not leave us to defend to fend for ourselves. This is another reason why you know we don't come from monkeys; that we are created. That God writes upon our hearts the Ten Commandments, which is the natural law, so that we know when things aren't right. We have instincts to know that this is not right, that this is going to hurt our soul, that this, that God is unpleased with this, that our parents are unpleased or are, are not pleased with this, and things like that. So God instills the Ten Commandments in our soul, and the Holy Spirit dwells in us so that we can be drawn to God. If he just made us empty creatures, how would we even know without his grace, we would just start killing each other. We'd, it'd be a chaotic world, right? Heck, it's chaotic enough and we have free will in our world. It's still chaotic. So just think how bad it would be if God just created empty creatures, okay? So the Holy Spirit speaks to us daily. I'm sorry. The Holy Spirit speaks to us daily to help us know what is wrong or right and what can uh, and what we and what damages us okay unless we repeatedly reject god and his wisdom and refuse to bend to his will and allow him to guide support and help us in our journey to the reward of heaven so we must allow god and the holy spirit to do their work believe it or not god gives all of us the grace to be saved he gives all of us the grace to enter into purgatory or heaven with him he, or the beatific vision. I should say, because purgatory is heaven. It's just another level of heaven that the soul is not pure enough. And it's because you cannot be in front of God unless your soul is completely pure. This is why people who think, well, I'm going to die. I'm going to go straight to heaven. That's not how it works. Think about that. As a man right now, if you were to die right now, is you are your is your soul clean enough, pure enough? Do you love God enough for you to be in front of Him in the beatific vision? Because nothing impure cannot be in front of God. That's why there are only saints in heaven. Okay, so of course most of us are not. So what does God do? In His mercy, He gives us purgatory because He knows we're creatures and we're not perfect, right? Okay, so this is why he gives us purgatory to burn off the impurities of our soul. And then after, I don't know how many years or whatever, after, after a, a marked number of time that only he knows, he allows us to ascend to the beatific vision, which means to be with him. All right. So um, the following are the list of mortal sins separated by each of the Ten Commandments. Remember, this is for information. Knowledge is power. Knowledge keeps us on top of our game as it pertains to protecting our marriage and our family and our devotion to him who is our creator. Many of these items you probably know. Some of them you don't. I know when I read this article the first time, a lot of some of that stuff, a lot of that stuff I didn't know. I was like, man, that's a mortal sin. Wow, really? <laughs> so this is why I'm saying, man, that if we don't know, if we're ignorant of certain things, then that 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 really hurts us when we're trying to love our wife and love our kids, okay? And that's all I'm trying to do. Just trying to get you to reflect on some things to let you know that 
if you really, because God, if you are really trying to to draw yourself to God and try to to turn your best to be as He would ask, God re- does not really uh, punish you for that. But He has to get your soul right so that you can be before Him. So it's really love, isn't it? It's really love when this is why you hear the saints say, "God, please allow all the pain in my life. I, uh, allow this pain in my life, God. Why?" Because the saints know the more pain and suffering they have in their life, the more they become prepared for God. Because it's all for Jesus, right? It's all for Jesus, the pain. This is why people who don't understand that Jesus Christ suffered and died, that's the big thing. It's not the dying part. It's the suffered. He suffered. And so as a man, if we don't realize that our job on this planet is to suffer, that suffering has meaning, sacrifice has meaning, that when we sacrifice and suffer for our wife and for our children and for our home, then we take the time. When How do you suffer and sacrifice? Through your time. When you give your time to something, that is a suffering, unless it's pleasure, right? Anytime you don't want to do something, that's a suffering. Just like why most guys don't like praying. Because why? It's painful. <laughs> it's suffering. You're like, oh my God, okay? But Christ knew that. Christ did that. And so this is why God asked this of you to, to suffer for your family, for your even for yourself, so that you can so that you can grow towards him. And this is what this whole thing's about. Okay. Because many of us don't really realize, like I said earlier in the show, about how sin separates us, not not venial sin, how mortal sin separates us from the grace of God. Um, And once we do that, then we have basically opened the door to the demonic, telling God that we have chose Satan over him. And so what does he do? He allows it. He allows it because God will not force himself upon any creature. Okay, so. We will cover uh, the mortal sins. I'll cover however many that we get to today by the time the hour is up. Um, and then if I don't get through all of them, then we'll have a part three. So that'll be that'll be what we're, how we're going to do this. As a reference source, again, as I said in episode 141, as a reference source, I use the article um, list of mortal sins every Catholic should know from stmaryofthesevendollars.com. So if you want to Get this whole article without my input. The article is very astronomically good. Um, um, and so it goes into it goes more into the a general Catholic, a general, what a general Orthodox Christian should know. Um, and so it, it's different than kind of what I'm going into as far as I'm trying to, to connect this to your home, to you, your your responsibility and duty as a man, because again, you are the defender. And without you. Your family is putty with Satan, man. It really is. I, I just can't get that, try to my best to get that across to you as much as I can. Without you, this is why I tell every man that comes into my program, you are the, believe it or not, man, I know society has tried to make you feel like you're a punk. I know that society has tried to downgrade you and tell you don't be a real man and you're toxic and you're an asshole and you all of this crazy stuff that you're not a real man and all of this stuff that you aren't. Why? That Because Satan knows, man, just like in your home, Satan knows if I can get rid of the man and get him to be a punk, to get him to be weak and get him to not to not to get his mind on anything. But God, I got him. I got him. And I got society, too. I got it. Because misery loves company. Satan wants as many people with him as he can, as he can get. Right. So this is why I'm giving you this information, not to sit here and say, oh, man, you did this and you watched pornography and you stole something and you raped somebody in 25 years ago. No, this is not what this show is about. It's not. It's about informing you as a husband of of how you can be a better man, how you could be more powerful in your home. Because the more holy you are, the more virtuous you are, the more grace in your home. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> I really do. I'm trying my best to to really get you guys to understand that you as the man are the whole key to this whole thing. This is why I work with men mostly, because I know if I can change the heart of a man, that's what changes the world, man. 
Men are the ones who influence environments, not women. Women don't have time for that. They got they got they got presidents and and councilmen and saints to raise. They 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 don't have time to do what men do. Right? Think about it. Your wife really don't have time to do the things I'm having you do. Just like you don't have the time to do the things I'm having I would have your wife do or God has your wife do. Right? This is why you need a mother and father in the home together. Without the both of you, it this this whole thing, this whole family thing does not work. People always say, you know, oh, the kids are going to be okay. We divorce. No, they won't. Please name me one person that you've ever met where their divorce made them happy, where they feel like they're, they're okay. They ain't okay. They never will be okay. Okay? And if it was, the people, kids who had a mother and father in the home, they are well better off. They are. They're more grounded. They feel more loved. They know how to take that love that their parents had and give it to others. Just think about it. Divorce is hell. It is. So first, number one, the first commandment, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. Bam. So what? The grave matter sins are idolatry. Idolatry is the worship, veneration, which means showing great respect and or reverence to or belief in false gods. Because it is a direct rejection of God, it is a grave sin, 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 10. Also, idolatry includes worship of images. Now, this does not mean that we cannot venerate religious images of Jesus Christ, of St. Joseph, of the Blessed Mother, of the saints. That is not the same as worshiping a grave images of a, a, of a demon sitting up there. Um, that's not the same, Okay. The reason the Catholic Church has um, sculptures and the uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, the crosses, the uh, uh, the way of the cross, um, and all these things, um, the the crucifix, is because it keeps our minds on God. It keeps our mind on Jesus Christ. It keeps our mind on holiness while we are in church. If you are in a a, a worship center that does not have images of Jesus Christ. Crucifix, the Blessed Mother, Saint Joseph, saints of all these great, great religious theologian type um, saints of doctors of the church and all these kind of great saints. How do you, when you in church, how do you keep your mind on the Holy Spirit, on what your pastor's saying, and all of that? It's very hard. That's why we do that. That's why the churches in the Catholic Church are so beautiful, because beauty draws people to it just like that's why god is pure beauty and pure good so he uses the images he wants his church to use images and beauty to draw us to him because he knows if he can get you to a latin mass that he that will help draw you more to him okay so divination grave matter divination magic and sorcery this is a grave sin uh which includes attempting to command the powers of the occult control or speak to demons or spirits, especially Satan, attempting to divine uh, the future um, and use of and use of magic charms. Uh, Deuteronomy 18, 10 through 11 um, speaks against this grave sin. Look, man, like Ouija boards and stuff. OK, dude, don't be trying to call up stuff. It's called cur the sin of curiosity. It's going to get you. It's going to get your butt whooped. Mm -hmm. Satan always comes to you. Like he loves you. Evil always sounds good at first. Please name me one thing. If Christ, I'm sorry, I'm switching ideas. Please name me one one way where evil doesn't come, doesn't seem like it's good. It's pleasurable and all that kind of stuff. Because if it wasn't, it wouldn't draw you in. Satan never comes to you and says, Hey man, serial killer, go kill all those people. Because if he did, you would like, man, you're crazy. I'm not killing nobody. But what does he does? He oppresses his mind. He oppresses his mind and works on the serial killer's mind. And then over time, the serial killer uh, uh, embraces Satan and what he's talking about and his lies. And then all of a sudden, he finds he has rationalized that murdering someone is okay. Okay? We have very great powers of rationalization. And that's why the brain, every time it confronts evil, or, uh, or yeah, evil and, and sinful things, it all automatically tries to rationalize like what 
should if what I'm is what I'm doing okay. Okay. Next, sacrilege. Uh, the sin of sacrilege is a grave sin that consists of profaning or treating unworthily the sacraments and liturgy actions of the church, as well as things consecrated to God. So remember um, when the liberals, I forgot, they they went, um, uh, I forgot the name of the organization, but they went and started trying to trash, uh, trying to trash Catholic churches like trying to knock down the statues and stuff like that. That's sacrilege. Putting graffiti on a, uh, on, on a church, putting graffiti on a church or defaming a church. That is seriously grave matter. You are completely, that person is completely disrespecting God who is our creator, that he has left in charge. He left his church in charge to do what? To, to, bring, the, to bring love and peace and harmony and justice to the world. Okay. Atheism, because atheistic humanism falsely seeks man and human glory and rejects God, atheism is a grave sin. So have you ever talked to an atheist? They can only go so far. All you got to do with an atheist is just keep asking questions. And in the end, he can't answer them because he doesn't have knowledge of God. So atheism basically is as a man, as a husband, I think I can solve everything. I am the ultimate in God. I am. But see, they try to say, well, I don't think I'm God. I don't think that. Yes, you do. Yes, we do. We do. We, we, we do. It's very easy for us to think that we're in control of everything, but we aren't. An atheist, and if they don't believe in God, basically they lean on themselves completely. Whereas a Christian, he leans on Christ because he knows he needs that grace to get him through. Just like what do the people do now? You know, people do as soon as something goes wrong, they go to a psychiatrist. Okay, instead of getting your butt to the church and get on your knees and start praying, you go to some psychiatrist, get doped up. That's the that's the that is like the last last resort. The last last resort. Remember, if there's pain in your life, it's for a reason. God has allowed pain in your life for a reason. So if you go and get drugs and dope yourself up, you are you are mentally numbing yourself. You're numbing yourself to God who is trying to send the Holy Spirit to help you. You see what I'm talking about? Okay. And another thing about atheists, if they were God, if they got sick, they could heal themselves, couldn't, couldn't they? If you're God, you can hear yourself. You don't need, you know, you're right. You won't need God then, I guess. If you're an atheist, you should be able to heal yourself. You should be able to solve all your problems. You should not need help from anybody at all. Why? Because you're omnipotent. You're God. You don't need that. See, that's what I'm saying. Atheists who, people who don't believe in God, they really don't have, um, they don't have the, really the understanding of that, of, the reason people are atheists and the reason they people want to because people want to do it their own. They want to do what they want to do. So what you have to do is you have to degrade God and bring God lower and say he's abandoned me or I got wise now. Wise in my program. Most of them against God. That's what a, that's what a woman does. As soon as her husband, she feels her husband doesn't love her anymore, that he hates her. Then one of the first things women do is they deny God. I got a problem with God. He did this to me. And people don't realize they create their own hell. They do. They create their own hell and then they blame God for it. That's not fair. That's not fair. You know, if you listen to God in the first place, you probably wouldn't be in the position you are now. I can't tell you how many women, they get upset with God because, well, I got a problem. Oh, and men say it too. I have a, me and God got a problem. God ain't got a problem. You got the problem. <laughs> you have the problem. All right. Next. Um, it is a sin. Atheism um, is a sin against the virtue of religion. St. Paul tells us for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all unholiness and injustice of those men that detain the truth of God in injustice. Romans 1 18. Good. Okay. So guys, that was, that's the first commandment. So I hope that helped you. See, some of those things I knew, well, I think I knew all of those before I started, before I started read that article. But you know, sometimes you bring stuff out in the open and you understand it better. You know what I mean? 
huh? You know what I'm saying? Okay, so that's that's commandment number one. So now commandment number two. The second commandment, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Oh, boy, that's a tough one, right? Everybody's always saying GD or something to that effect, <laughs> right? So blasphemy. This grave sin is the uttering of hatred, reproach, defiance, or speaking ill of God. So this is why it's important as a parent that you that you form your children in the love of God and understanding why they're here on this earth. People who say, well, I'm going to let my child decide if they want to be a Catholic or a Christian when they get older. Oh, my God. All you did was turn your, your beautiful child, that beautiful soul that God sent to you to form and to know him, love him and serve him. All you did was turn him over to Satan and the evil. People have this thing that evil is a serial killer, a rapist. Um, they have a, this thing that, oh, whatever, the, uh, a, a bank robber. You know, those are the evil people. No, no. That's a form of evil. But evil is also this, lying to your parents, disrespecting your parents, cursing at your parents, a small lie, Right? Right. Not going to mass and worshiping God on Sunday. Not praying for 15 minutes a day, at least 15 minutes a day. Those are all evil things. What constitutes evil? Anything contrary to the Catholic Church and Christ himself. Those that is what evil is. That's how I can sit here and name these things off. And you and if you think about it, you know what? That probably is probably evil. Yep, it probably is. Yep. Logically. See, we don't even realize what a gift it is to be able to, to find these things and know these things. Why? Because the more your mind is on God, the more the demonic and evil and Satan leave you alone. That's what I'm trying to say. And what does that mean? That means your mind is clear. That means your mind is clear. You can think logically, and women too, you can think logically about things. You can come to a great conclusion about things because God's grace is in you. The Holy Spirit is working within you. And you can you can you can think clearly when you're oppressed by a demon, dude, because you're not conforming to the will of God, it's hard to think clearly. It really is. So this is why I, I bring this to you so that you can understand what's happening. Like, why do I think this way? Like, what's going on in my life? Why is this happening? Instead of going to a psychiatrist and getting doped up, right? Just like when you go to doctors today, doctors used to be awesome. Doctors used to be awesome. You go to a doctor, he say, hey, what's wrong? Well, man, my arm hurts or man, uh, my kidney hurts or something. Oh, okay, man, stop. This is a diet you got to get on. Stop putting all this bad stuff on your body. Let's wait a month and see what happens. Now, what do they do? Oh, man. Well, okay, here's what we're going to do. Let me write this script for you. Here's your, here's your, here's this medication. Go get this medication and here, take that and then go get that and, and then take that for a month and see what happens. See, man, that's like, that's medicine that basically numbs the symptoms and numbs the cause. You've got to get to the root. When you go to your doctor, he's supposed to help you get to the root of the problem before I have cancer. <laughs> right? Right? And so that's, it's the same that's with your soul. If you have to, you don't go dope yourself up and get numb to sin and numb to the, to the, to, to the supernatural world, to God himself, and then expect things to work out. No, because every medicine has side effects, right? So that's all I'm saying is the first thing you do is you get inside, the, inside of adoration and you start praying the rosary and you start getting your spiritual life together. And then if you still have these problems like ADHD and all this stuff that doctors tell you got these days, then you go to a priest and then that priest is most likely going to send and you uh, and allow told him what you did and what's going on. And then that priest will probably send you to a psychiatrist to help to let you know, because you pray, you did all you can do. Then you might need medication, at least temporarily, until you can win yourself back off of it. Okay. So blasphemy, blasphemy against the church, the saints and sacred things is also a grave sin. It falls. It fails to give love, respect to our creator. So if you if you blaspheme against the Catholic Church, 
of the saints, any sacred images, um, and all those things like all those things like that, then you are basically blaspheming against God Himself. Okay. And so proof of that is this: Saint James speaks against sinners who blaspheme the good name that is invoked upon you. James 2 7. And so the next thing in the second commandment is perjury and false oaths. So those who take on oath in the name of uh, an oath in the name of the Lord and fail to keep it or break the oath or a later at a later date show a grave lack of respect for the Lord of all speech. Okay. So used to be you go, well, I think I'm, I'm, I, I'm not a court. I try my best to stay away from courtrooms. <laughs> so some of you might know this better than me, but I, I think it still happens. You go to the court, you go to be a witness. They put a Bible in front of you. You put your hand on the Bible and you say, I promise to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth, right? You're, that's an oath. You're telling God that, that I'm not going to lie. For the good of mankind, I'm going to tell the truth and be completely honest, right? And so if you go against that, that is a grave sin. That's a mortal sin that must be confessed, confessed uh, to a priest, okay? Next. Uh, pledging oneself to commit an evil deed is also sinful and grave matter. During this, during his sermon on the mount, Jesus speaks against sinners who give false oaths. Matthew 5, 33 through 34. Boom. All right. That's number two, y'all. That's number two. First commandment, second commandment. Now we're going to the third commandment, which says what? Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Bing, 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 bing. Bing, 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 bing. Oh, boy. Oh, check. Okay, I'm going to say something. I, I read this first part, right? So deliberate failure. So what does that mean? Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Deliberate failure of the Sunday obligation. The Christian Sunday, the Lord's day, celebrates the new life of the world born in Christ's resurrection. All humans have a duty to praise God and give him thanks. Thus, all Christians are bound to participate in the mass and must partake of the Eucharist, at least on holy days of obligation. Deliberate fail failure to do this constitutes a grave sin, grave matter. I had a guy come in my thing and try to argue with me and say, oh, the church don't teach no more. The church doesn't teach anymore that not going to mass on Sunday is uh, is a mortal sin. And I want to say, man, are you out of your mind? Of that, that deliberately breaks the third commandment right there. Just think about it. Okay. Just think, okay, let's just put it Let's put it in the worldly view. You as a man, you are off, you, are, you have the uh, obligation and duty to protect your home. You don't go to mass on Sundays. You don't even go to church on Sunday. You don't go to church on Sunday if you're a Protestant. You don't go to church. You don't do nothing. You don't worship God at all. You only pray 15 minutes a day, which is what we're obliged to do by Christ himself is to pray at least 15 minutes a day. So you don't go to church. You don't do anything. And then you get in trouble. Oh, Lord, please help me. Oh, God, please help me, God. Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus, please help me. And you don't get nothing. You know why? Because Christ don't know you. He doesn't know you. If you don't worship him and go to go to mass and pray at least 15 minutes a day, you're telling God, I don't need you. I can do this on my own. And that is what that means. If and so if if the reason it's the reason you go to mass, the reason you go to church, man, is not for is not for you. It's not it's not for God. It's for you. You go to mass for for it's for it's you know it's 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 for you. You know it's it's for you. It's for you to understand that there's something greater than yourself. That if God pulled away His grace in this entire planet. We would all just start killing each other. Think about it. What keeps us in control of ourselves? As a man, as a woman, as children, what keeps us in control of ourselves? I'm going to help you. It's the grace of God. It's sound mind. Without God, man, there would be chaotic up on this planet. There would not be countries. There would not be borders. There would not be anything to divide us. Everything would divide us and to make us, it would be void of love. It would be almost as bad as hell. It would. So this is why we must go and give 
honor and love and reverence to our creator every, at least every Sunday. He's only asking an hour. So, okay, two hours. A half hour to go there, an hour at service, and a half hour to get away. Now, of course, the Latin Mass is longer. And, of course, when you go to Protestant religions, a lot of their stuff is like two hours. It doesn't matter. Oh, so what? God is asking three hours of you per week. That's all he's asking, three hours. I mean, we can't give God three hours for thank him for giving us giving us um, our life, right? And to help us be more happy and be at peace than we ever have been before once we get to heaven. I don't know. I think that's a nice trade-off. I don't, to me, Sunday, I don't even think about it. I just get up and go. Of course, I'm tired. I won't go. I want to hang out, lay in the bed. But, but see, that's why it's called a what? Huh, Jerry, hmm, a sacrifice. <laughs> okay, so uh, the last one for the day, because we're running out of time. So the fourth commandment, honor thy father and thy mother. Oh, boy, this is a big one, right? This commandment obliges the faithful to show respect for their parents as children and as adults. Children must obey their parents and adults must respect and see to the care of their parents when they become old and infirm. This is why people who stick their parents in nursing homes, guess what your kids are going to do to you when you are 80 and 90 years old and can't take care of yourself. They're going to stick you in a nursing home so that you can die within two years. Nursing homes, I don't care how nice they are. If your parent doesn't want to be there, it's a death trap. It's a death trap because people put their parents in nursing homes, and then nobody goes to see them. And so the staff doesn't make their beds, doesn't take care of them properly, holds back their medicine, because most nursing homes are hurting for money. So what do they do? They don't mean to be mere, uh, mean and evil, but they, you know, they, they, they can be like that sometimes. And so your, your, your mother or your father starts to become hopeless, and they start to, you know, especially if they don't have a strong spiritual life. They they become they start to become hopeless and stuff, and 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 what is that word? Um, it's another word too that's worse than hopeless. But yeah, man, you, you know, look, look look your kids are looking how you treat your parents. If if you as a child disrespect your parent, then your kids are gonna disrespect you. They're gonna call you names and and not pay attention to you and all that stuff. That's why you need men in the home, because most men I don't care who they are. They're not going to let their kids call their mother a B word. They're not going to let their, their kids disrespect their mother. And the mother will not allow those children to disrespect her beloved, her husband. But see, today, you got these crazy women. They think because I'm hurt, then I got, the, I, got the, uh, I got the right to make everybody else miserable around me, including my kids. That ain't right. That ain't right. And then when their life goes to crap, then they want the kids and the husband to come get bail them out. That ain't right. It's not right. We've got to, the way you treat your parents is the way your kids are going to treat you when you get older, when you can't take care of yourself. I know I said that, but I'm trying to drive it home that we are bound to love our parents, even because our parents took care of us in our infancy, and then you got somebody else say, well, I didn't ask to be born. You're right. You didn't. But does that even matter now? <laughs> you know? So, please, think about what I said on this fourth commandment thing, man. It's very important. You know, if you can, you know, don't stick your parent in a nursing home. I know that some people already got their parents in a nursing home, and they'll rationalize it, right? Of course they will. You know? But your mother and father they raised us out of infancy into the men and women we are. Even if you had a bad mother and father, it don't matter. They were there. You know, um, forgive them. Treat them with respect. They are your parents. It's the fourth commandment, too. It's pretty high up there, right? It's the fourth commandment right behind all the God ones, like love God above everything, um, you know, worship God above everything. Don't take the God, Lord's name in vain. And uh, remember the Sabbath day. Boom. <laughs> the fourth commandment is like right underneath the stuff from God about respect and love and honor God. So that's pretty darn important. Okay. 
even if you and your mother or father are at ill wills, it is your responsibility. If you can't stand your mother, if you can't stand your father, doesn't matter. It's your obligation to call your mother or father at least once a week or once a month just to say, hey, are you okay? Do you need anything? Are you sick? You don't have to talk to them no more that month, <laughs> okay? But you have an obligation to make sure that your mother and your father are okay, okay? Now, I, I drove that home enough because I see that today. I see that today, and it's a travesty how these little kids treat their parents who are 25, 30, 35 years old. They just treat them so disrespectfully. I know it's the parents' fault. I know that. But there still comes a time in life where kids got to grow up and say, listen, I can't treat my parent like that, okay? So, boom, that is time for what? Ha <laughs> ha, break time, bam. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. Live streamed on YouTube, Rumble, Facebook, and CatholicAlpha.com. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right, all right, gentlemen. I'm so glad that you guys hung around with me. Um, you know, and I hate talking to air, which rarely do I have that these days. I mean, I've, I've, I have, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that the people are listening to my live broadcast. It's really good. It helps me um, stay focused too. <laughs> it helps me try to be on point better. <laughs> um, but I hope today that you gentlemen um, really got some out of part uh part two of what we talked about again the, the 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 thing of this show these these two these two or three or four shows is to not badger you but to get you to reflect right to reflect on um how can you combat satan in your home keep that stuff out because we don't want to be as husbands again we don't want to be separated from god do we of course not we want to make we want to be in his grace. Why? So that he can help us. We can rely on him and he will keep us the way we need to be as men. The thing about the, the thing about the, 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 the Christian faith, man, is you look up and your 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 home is peaceful. You know, of course you're gonna have trials and tribulations, but for the most part, your home is peaceful. You you, you and your wife have a great marriage, you and your kids love each other, they love your wife. Things are going the way they're supposed to go. And your family life, your marriage, and your relationship with God, that's why it has to be paramount. It has to be paramount. Everything else, man, is gravy. Because if you have your core thing of your marriage, your family, family and your relationship with God right, everything else, you can deal with it. Because you have support. You have support. Just think, you, you divorced. You ain't got a wife. Your kids hate you. They don't, they don't respect you. Relationship with God is severed. Man, and then you got all the other stuff that happens. That's why when guys come to me, that's usually where it is. Their relationship is severed with God. Their, their marriage is, um, is in chaos. Their kids can't stand them. And then they got all these other problems like job problems, you know, a disease, uh, physical ailments and all that other kind of stuff. And, and, this is why you've got, we've got as men, as husbands, as fathers, we've got to keep our families together at no matter what it costs, no matter how much money it costs, no matter how much work and suffering and sacrifice it costs, 
Because in the end, that's all that really matters is our relationship with God, how our wife sees us and the respect of our children. Okay. That's, that's what it's about. Okay. So with that being said, we end as we always do <laughs> with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI, which states, society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Now go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is up on you. Fast, pray, and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313 Radical. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang!